Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And my name's Nikki Hoffman, a physician assistant turned real estate agent on the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, this is episode 20. Yeah. Can you believe that? No. No. (laughs) Five months already. Does that mean 20 weeks? I mean, we've been doing it Mm -hmm. one week at a time. Yes. And there's also an intro. So if you are new, a new listener, Mm -hmm. I challenge you, go back and look at some of these other episodes because they will give you a little bit about a history of kind of Mm -hmm. who we are, what we're all about. And we've had some really cool guests. We've had some cool guests. And also, you know, if somebody goes back and is like, hey, you know what? Um, I want to hear about this topic now. You should have so-and-so on. Like, you should let us know. You know, I just recently did a closing. And Uh it was the husband of the closing that said, you do a podcast, don't you? I said, yes, yes, I do. He's like, I just listened to it for the first time. And that was really cool. Oh, cool. And and so his wife was like, really? I need to listen to a new podcast. So we're picking up listeners day by day. And I said, you know what, like some of there's some really cool relevant stories that we've been able to talk about Mm -hmm. over these last weeks Mm -hmm. that apply to people buying and selling. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Shed some light like on the, you know, real estate side that maybe non real estate agents. I mean, we're talking lenders, we're Mm -hmm. talking appraisers, inspectors, you go down the list. Mm -hmm. Today, I'm excited because we're going to go even deeper into the weeds of a real estate transaction that even I hardly know much about. Yeah. (laughs) And it's doing a lot of the title work, the documentation that it takes to get to closing and all the things that go behind the scenes. Uh We have a pair of lawyers that I have worked with for years now and I Mm -hmm. trust a lot. Mm -hmm. So we have Doug McCarthy and Matthew Akers from McCarthy and Akers PLC. So their last names are merged together and there they have a company, but they've grown. And I'm excited to hear them talk about you know, how they came to existence, mm-hmm. hear about really what goes behind the scenes with a transaction. Yeah. Because there's things like title searches, and then there's title insurance, and there's all kinds oh. of things that yes. are scary. This is going to be one of those topics where, like you said, it could go into the weeds of information that, you know, you you need to know. Yeah. But it's probably over a lot of our heads of understanding. That's why I trust um, in lawyers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to know more about just their location. I sure. think that their location is really cool, isn't the, it? I mean, I mean, I didn't even know. I mean, I've driven by that for the, for years. So it was we, like my first time in it a few couple months ago. Absolutely. We will hear all about it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, they, they have all kinds of knowledge and stories. Mm-hmm. So getting to know local lawyers, yeah. attorneys is going to be where it's at. So here it is. Our conversation, actually my conversation mm-hmm. with Doug and Matt from McCarthy and Acres. So here I am in the offices of McCarthy and Acres with Doug McCarthy and Matt Acres. How are you guys? Doing great, Mark. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Mark. Good to see you. Absolutely. And my sidekick, Nikki, is unfortunately not able to be here, so we will have to talk a little bit about her, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, so I'm excited to have you guys on the, the show only because you guys are lawyers, and so sometimes lawyers scare people. And I want to break that myth a little bit. So before we get into the legal side of things, um, let's get to know you, uh, as just uh, kind of who you guys are. And we are in the building of McCarthy and Acres right now. I'm excited to say that. So thanks for having me here and hosting it here. 
tell us about where are we? What's this location? And give a little bit of history of this building that we're in, because it's really cool. Every time people walk in here, they're like wowed by the building. It's an amazing building. Yeah. So we're in downtown Winchester. We're in the historic district. We're on the corner of Boscowan and Stewart Street. Mm-hmm. The building is on the location of the original Winchester Medical College, one of the first medical colleges in North America. Really? Uh, the college was founded by the McGuire family. Um, Hunter McGuire, the second generation of the family that was running the school, was Stonewall Jackson's personal surgeon. He, he's the one who amputated Stonewall Jackson's arm prior to his death. So, no way. So there's a lot of history here. Um, we're also sitting on top of a cemetery by virtue of the fact that it's, it was a medical college. Okay, so medical college also probably means there's plenty of deaths that occurred here. Well, no. No. Um, they, they didn't do a lot of actual operation. They were learning. They weren't okay. actually practicing yet. Yeah. But um, back in the 1800s, 1700s, it was illegal to do um, autopsies or uh, dissections on human bodies. Okay. But there just happens to be a really great cemetery about five blocks up the street. Yeah. So after a fresh burial, they would go up with a couple whiskey barrels in the middle of the night, exhume the bodies, uh-huh. bring them back to the oh. school, and the rest is history. Wow. And rather than take those bodies back to the cemetery, they ended up in the basement. So wow. we are sitting on top of a cemetery by virtue of the fact that I'm so were- glad that at least over time government can like you know have rules to control stuff sure, like yeah. that yeah. you know yeah. this will be the the site of the next Ghostbuster movie probably <laughs> yeah. well no because it's funny because our Icon office our Icon real estate office as well which thankfully you know there's other people who have owned it in years past and renovated it, it used to be a furniture store right and furniture also meant coffins and so I was told early on that there are many ghosts in our building downtown and so have you guys had that question to you guys we get asked the question all the time but i've been here at all hours of night never heard a bump in the night so <laughs> we're either really keeping them happy uh-huh. or they're not here i'm okay. not sure which yeah good i don't believe in ghosts but that's okay yeah, yeah so all, all is good there well give us a little bit of history about you guys because the the name of the business mccarthy and acres plc involves both your all's names so give us a history of how you guys came together and your background of being lawyers and, and starting up the company. Yeah, so the firm started originally in 2005. We bought the building, started here. It was uh, J. Douglas McCarthy and Associates. And the idea was I'd been working with another real estate attorney for s- several years, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of real estate and some estate planning. Mm-hmm. Um, we noticed early on when I was with that practice that the practice of law isn't always conducive to good uh, customer service or mm. good customer relations. Like you said, you're excited to come see attorneys today. Yes. You're like one of the only people who's ever said that. Okay. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not sure you're very sane. <laughs> no, that. no. So, but the bottom line is we realized attorneys do a really good job with the legal side of real estate. But the title companies were doing a much better job with that sort of customer service, the Hmm. human side of dealing with the real estate transactions. So we came up with the idea of, you know, why can't we combine the best of both of those? Hmm. So we sort of set set out to sort of break the mold on attorney real estate settlement companies. So that was the intention is to set up a firm specifically for that purpose. So for the first seven years or so, that was really the focus. Um, And it was basically me and several um, processors doing real estate closings here. Mm-hmm. That's when we met, was back yep. in those days. Sure. Matt, I was fortunate enough to meet Matt in 2011. He had been in the world of big corporate stuff, litigation, um, was looking for a new practice area and reached out to me through church. And you know, we really hit it off. And within two years, he was a partner here. And it was, it's just been awesome ever since. Neat. Yeah. I love the idea that you're saying that you in, were intentional to start a service-minded uh, 
legal office that helps with real estate transactions. Because I agree. I mean, the reason why I think I've partnered with you guys is because you're lawyers. Right. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a benefit there. Oh, yeah. Um, explain kind of where you guys stand now, because you guys do more than just real estate transactions. So how have you grown over the years? We've realized that you know, in order to provide the services that you know, start with maybe real estate transactions, is that we need to be able to provide all those organically flowing uh, uh, offerings. Mm-hmm. So we realize that people need their estate plans. They make need other assistance with their, with law regarding litigation, and so we've kind of that's what I brought to the table. Uh, my hmm. more you know, more general experience, uh, able to bring that to really fill out that full customer experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like Matt said, you know, it was very organic. We never really set out to say let's add a practice area. Yeah, it was always you know there was a need, there was a desire for you know someone would say hey you know. We, we need our estate plan done or, hey, you know, I have a contract issue. I just closed on a house and something's not going right. Can you guys help us out? So it's always been we've been led into that next sort of area. Neat. And it's not just in our practice areas. It's our locations. You know, we have seven offices across Northern Virginia now, and it's always been some agent like you coming to us and saying, hey, you know, I'm out in, you know, uh, Manassas or I'm in right. Warrington. Could you guys come set up an office? So we just sort of organically go where it, where it takes us. Wow. Yeah. So you, you've grown to seven offices. So starting here right. in Winchester. That's right. And then recognizing, okay, there's actually people buying and selling houses in Shenandoah County, yeah, in Warren County, and you name it, it just keeps growing. That's right. So what do those offices provide as you have multiple offices around? It's the same. So whether you're in an office here, Manassas, you know, Woodstock, you're going to get the same offering. So you'll have the same. You can do real estate closings, estate mm-hmm. planning, litigation. The offerings are all the same. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And and I like the idea of how it's organic. Yeah. That you're not setting out to say, okay, we're going to be this huge monopoly out there. It's just kind of slowly grown over the years yeah. to, you know, you have that idea and then business model. Let's start with real estate transactions and then it just blossoms. Yeah. And for us, it, it has to be that way. You know, we both have huge families. You know, I've got 12 kids. Matt's got nine kids. Okay. So know. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. You mentioned how you guys <laughs> met at church. Yeah. And, and so... Um, there's some sort of connection there. Yeah. So you guys knew each other before you no, partnered? No, no, no. It's funny. It's funny. You know, Matt actually called and I t- and left me a message to see if I would be interested in talking to him. I hadn't gotten around to talking to him yet, but I have a wife who befriends everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she went, to, she went to church and she realized who Matt's wife was, walked up to her, introduced herself, and they put together the lunch for us to, <laughs> to yeah. meet each other. Well, that's a big lunch. So you yeah. said 12 kids yeah, and nine, nine kids, for Matt. Yeah. Okay, so... What are the ages? I mean, I don't, I'm not going to grill you, but just give us the, the range of youngest <laughs> yeah, to oldest. The McCarthy family, oldest is 19, youngest is 7. So okay. every, it's like a subscription. Every 17 months, another one shows up. Wow. <laughs> wow. Matt, how about and you? And no return policy yeah. either. On those. Yeah, no return. You <laughs> <laughs> need legal offices for just that alone. That's right. So my oldest will be 17 next month. Okay. And then youngest is two years. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we'll keep feeding you business so you can feed we appreciate the, that. the people on no the, one will the table. <laughs> well, we figure that's why you like doing business with us because you know we'll be here forever. <laughs> you have yeah, to. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into some of the overall kind of questions that basic people pop, you know, pop at least to me to ask about real estate because it's a lot of behind the scenes work. Um, when you go, say, buy a house. You, you know that you have to put an offer on a house. You know that then you need to get under contract. And then two months maybe or less later, you know, you need a loan and so you work on that, but you get to closing and all of a sudden all this paperwork shows up. 
What goes on behind the scenes? What does a typical buyer need to think through and what do you guys do for them in that transaction process? Sure. I, I would analogize our office as kind of like the ringleader at the circus. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all these different acts happening. You have your lender, you have your realtor, you have you know, the buyer and the seller, but our job is to bring all of them together and kind of conduct all of those things and keep them on track. So from day one, when we get the contract, we're gonna be immediately ordering a, a title search on the property, okay. making sure that you know, you're gonna get good title to the house you're buying. You're not gonna have any issues after you, you buy your house. Um, we're going to be working with all the different parties, you know, ordering a payoff on a mortgage if there's a mortgage on the property. We'll be working with the lender to make sure the lender has all the documents that they need in order to process a loan for a buyer. We're going to be working with the agents to make sure that you know things like walkthroughs and inspections, those types of things are going off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the termite inspection was ordered. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those types of things are happening in a timely manner, and then hopefully getting it all put together a week or so ahead of time so that everyone has a chance to review the transaction and make sure it looks like what they expected. Mm-hmm. Um, our job is to get the, the clients to the table and say, you know, at this point you've done your job, we've done our job, and we're ready to go. You know, that's, yeah. that's our job yeah, yeah. keep all the balls. In the and that's important. Yeah. And I view as a real estate agent myself as the ringleader also, but it's so nice to entrust that entire process after we get a contract to a team of people who can handle those things. The first thing you said is probably the most confusing to people. Title search. Right. Explain. And we're downtown and I can hear some fire trucks right. happening. Yeah, every which day. Is great. Yeah. Every day. Um, so, Title search. What yeah. does that mean? What does that do? What does a buyer need to care about sure. for a title search? Well, of course, the most important part of the search is we want to make sure the seller actually owns the property that they're selling to the mm-hmm. buyer. So mm-hmm. we're going to go to the courthouse. We'll search the records to make sure that all the deeds are in order, that there's a chain from one owner of the property to the next and to the next so that there's no br- breaks in that chain. We're also looking for sort of anomalies, like are there liens that were filed against someone that would have to be paid off before the house could be sold? How many mortgages are on the property? Are there any easements that affect the property? You know, just you know, the next door neighbor have the right to walk through the backyard without letting you know. <laughs> right. You, know, you don't want to wake up one morning in your pajamas and find someone in your backyard. No. So those no. types of things. Uh, and, and not everyone's going to be thinking about those things. No, most people yeah. aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Until it happens. Um, we want to make sure the house isn't encroaching on the neighbor's property. We want to make sure that the boundary lines are where you think the boundary lines are. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot that goes into that process. Most people just never think about it. It's just their house is where it is mm-hmm. and it's their property. We make sure it really is that everything on the, the ground matches up with what's in the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say a majority of my clients don't think about that stuff at all. And that's great because they don't need to. You know, that's, every yeah, we're every now and then yeah. there's somebody who really gets in the weeds of yeah. things. You know, have you guys had oh, sure. random people call you up and be like, hey, is there, you know, what are the, what's the setbacks of this property? Do you have a plat? Do you have a survey? You know, do you have specific clients actually call and make it's rare. random requests? It's, rare. it's typically the clients that would call and ask those requests are the people who really have done this multiple times mm. and know what goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the average first-time home buyer or, you know, just the average home buyer, they just want to know that their fence is on the property line and that no one's going to be bothering them. They could, you know, to enjoy their home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, of course, we get people that call and say, hey, can you tell me, you know, how many easements are on my property and where exactly are they? And, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's we have a whole gamut. And know. just just to, just to put it out there for the record, that you don't charge them for those phone calls. That's correct. 
<laughs> I mean, that's, again, the, the fear and the scary thing of lawyers is that, you know, okay, I'm racking up a bill with a two-minute no, phone call. No. Yeah. No, like, it's like I said at the very beginning. Our model was how do we bring that customer service level to a law firm in a way that it's not ever been done before or mm. isn't done around here. Mm-hmm. You know, the typical law firm, they charge you in increments of, you know, one-tenth of an hour. So mm. if you call, you're going to be paying for however much time you're on the phone. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, we deal with you know, your experience working with us. You know you can call us anytime. You have mm-hmm. a question about a contract. You have a legal question. We're going to give you an answer. We're yeah. not going to nickel and dime you. Yeah. The same thing with your clients. If a buyer comes in, they have questions, they can call us. They're not going to pay anything for those questions. Um, you know, We're happy to explain as much as we need to explain and yeah. go over whatever they need to. Well, I appreciate that because yeah. even before we started recording here, I was sharing how I feel like my real estate worlds are really merging together with multiple legal issues. Yeah. You know? And so it's just, <laughs> and, and and as a broker, as an owner of a company and, and dealing with real estate, I recognize my place. My yeah. place is I'm a real estate agent. A lender should say the same thing. A accountant should say the same thing. And we want all parties to be happy that they're being properly represented so a lawyer in my opinion is is definitely a plus to have in your tool belt as a client as somebody buying a house or selling a house so walk us through walk me through the difference of you know the title company component versus what you guys do it sounds like you're doing really identical what the title company does but now there's the clout of a lawyer involved yeah yeah so originally only lawyers could do real estate closings in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then the bankers, they wanted to get into the title business and make lots of money. So they lobbied the state legislature to allow private uh, real estate settlement companies. So you know, in the, in about 30 years ago, title companies started cropping up. And it's basically non-lawyers doing the same thing that I was just explaining, doing your title searches, you know, preparing all the documents, being the ringleader. But they still have to reach out to lawyers to interpret those title searches. Mm-hmm. They still have to reach out to lawyers to prepare the deeds. Um, they can't answer your question. So Mark Francis mm-hmm. calls up and says, hey, I have a contract issue. The title agent that's not a lawyer says, well, call a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I can't answer those questions for you. The client gets to the table and says, well, you know, what are my rights here? I feel like maybe I'm being taken advantage of. The title agent has to say, well, call a lawyer. We can't yeah. answer those questions. Yeah. So the benefit is you have someone that, A, has the expertise all through the process to sort of keep an eye on things and make sure everything's the way it should be. Um, be looking out for those pitfalls ahead of time rather than waiting for the the closing date to identify that there's an issue right but also to be an advocate for the clients as they're going through the process and be able to answer those questions because most most clients even though they don't have questions during the process just about everyone has some question as they're sitting at the closing table yeah and an attorney we can answer those questions the title agents they can't it's super helpful and and so the uh, next big question and topic that i know people don't think about or don't think about until they see or hear about it is title insurance so walk us through, you know, after you're doing title search, then I know there's a lender's title insurance, and that's about as far as I know. Then there's other kinds of title insurances out there. What does that do to protect the end consumer, the buyer of the property? Right. So real quick history lesson. So before title insurance, if you had a title issue, so say someone didn't pay off their mortgage before they sold you your house, now you have a, a lien against your house. You would have to go sue that individual in court and hope that they had the money to pay you back for the, the mortgage that's on the house. Or if there's a lien on your property and your house isn't you know worth what it was or an easement and your house wasn't worth what it was or what you expected, you were kind of out of luck. You could go sue somebody where you're going to spend a lot of money hiring lawyers and going and sue them. So the insurance company stepped in and they said, well, what we'll do is we'll work with skilled attorneys to review all of these things before closing. And based 
on the review of those attorneys will ensure this so that if a client has a problem, whether it's the lender has an issue or a buyer has an issue, we, the insurance company, will take care of it so you don't have to go sue anybody and pay, pay a bunch of money to maybe mm-hmm. not get your money back. Mm-hmm. So the idea is if someone doesn't pay off their mortgage before you buy it, the title insurance company is going to cover that. They're going to pay it off. They're going to hire the attorneys to get it released. You don't have to worry about it. You're, you're basically buying that kind of peace of mind and protection that there's not going to be any issues. And, you know, maybe, I don't know what the statistics are, but 80% of the time you never have an issue. But that 20% of the time when there is an issue, they're usually big issues. You want to have it. Yeah. yeah. So if you get title insurance, um, maybe this is a factor. It's a myth. Do you have to have actual paperwork, an actual document that says, okay, if you run into an issue, here's my title insurance? Or is there some sort of trail that is documented without my paper in my <laughs> in my office in my house that yeah. I need to have. So like every other insurance policy there is an actual physical policy. So if you close in our office within 30 to 60 days in the mail you receive your actual paper physical insurance policy. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you lose it, we still have copies of all the policies. We have you know we can track your policy number and call up the insurer and we can get to the bottom of it. But it's a real policy. It's an actual Because I've been policy. told that you need to hold on to it and don't let you it should. you know don't you let should. it go. You should because if you forget what your policy number was or you forget where you closed and we have clients who they can't remember where they closed 15, 20 years ago. Mm. So they don't know where to go to find the information. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you should hold on to it. If for no other reason, then you can get a discount on your next policy just huh. by virtue of having purchased the first policy. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. So you're using the same I mean because you're not choosing the title company. I mean, me the me the buyer. You know, right? How does the choice of the title insurance company? You do come have about? the right to choose who you want to, but most settlement agents they have their preferred title insurance provider. Now, okay. the, the great news is all the, the the cost of title insurance is universal across the board. It's set by the state of Virginia, so you wouldn't pay any more using the preferred title insurance company that we use versus one that another company uses. It's all the same. So you get the same coverage, you get the same um, cost, the same price. The difference is some companies have better ratings, A plus versus B and C ratings. So you just want to make sure you're with a really reputable company. And as attorneys, we've always looked, you know, we want to have the very best. So we only work with the very best two title insurance companies in the country because we don't want our clients to ever have an issue mm-hmm. if they had to make a claim on a policy. Mm-hmm. What's changed over the years? So Matt, I know that you know you came on board several years ago, but there's I, at least for me, I've experienced technology. I've experienced other things mm-hmm. in the in this real estate world. Um, what what has happened, at least in, in your firm, to help grow the business to where you guys are today? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of a lot of n- new realtors right now. The market has been so positive. We've seen a lot of new players to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings along a spectrum of different experience. Uh, so we've seen, you know, the the need to help newer realtors kind of get their 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 land legs. Uh, we've also seen, you know, more experienced ones, you know, who have seen a lot of the different ways that closings can go, um, help them kind of uh, see its way to past the finish line. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest concerns and one of the things we we spend a lot of time addressing is security. We okay. see a lot of fraud out there, a lot of wire fraud. Right. And uh, so we've had to, you know, invest in in the best technology available in order to uh, to preserve. Um, our clients' assets uh, from potential uh, phishing and other fraud. Good. So what do you guys do on that standpoint? Like, how can clients who come to you guys be assured that, okay, there's not fraud happening here? 
these people who are reaching out to me yeah. are legitimate. Yeah, technology and training, right? So with the technology part, we use a, a program called uh, Qualia, mm -hmm. which is you know rated in the industry as, as probably the most secure uh, to communicate with with our clients and with the realtors with the sensitive information, and then training our our, our uh, processors and all the members of the staff to look out for those potential uh, pitfalls and warning signs to make sure that um, that that everything is legitimate. Mm -hmm. Nice. I th I think probably one of the other biggest questions that my clients have out there is as a buyer how does my loan my current existing loan get paid off what do i need to do do i do i keep making payments do i don't like how do i know that like exactly what you know it's all going to get settled up that it gets taken care of and that no bank is going to be pursuing me that i owe hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah well there's no simple answer to that it really depends on when you're closing um, if you're closing really close to the, the due date of your mortgage, sometimes it makes sense to go ahead and make that extra payment just mm -hmm. to make sure it gets in. But the bottom line is we typically know on the date of closing whether or not we need to make an, a little extra payment or your payment's going to be reduced because you made a payment. So once you've closed, don't worry about ever making another payment on that house again okay. once you've sold. But the bottom line is just communicate with the, with us, communicate with the company, and we'll guide you. If if we think you should make the payment, we'll tell you. Otherwise, we'll take care of it on our end. You don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. That's super nice. Yeah. I mean, there are, again, there's that small percentage of people who are very detail-oriented, sure, yeah. who are clients of ours, who want to know to the penny, okay, what's, right. what's going to look like? At closing, um, there's paperwork all kinds of paperwork <laughs> that's the biggest change you, know, you would so, ask matt what's the biggest change yeah is. there's more paperwork than ever okay so yeah. what's caused that paperwork uh, lawyers lawyers yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah any i think the recession you know the great recession brought to the forefront a lot of issues and weaknesses within the finance industry mm. so almost all of the paperwork is related to your loan if you're buying with cash as you know it's super fun it's super sure. simple because there's only three or four pages yeah. you sign and you're out yeah um, if you're getting a loan, there's a stack of paper that's going to take you 20 or 30 minutes to get through. Mm -hmm. And it's just because of all the regulations that go into place. So it, every year it just gets a thicker and thicker stack of paper. Mm -hmm. yeah. What, Without viewing it, you know, it gives a ballpark visual, you know, mental picture of what the important closing statement looks like. You know, what on the buyer side and the seller side, what are the key things and stats and facts and numbers that people should look out for? Yeah. So you always want so every settlement statement that you receive is going to have sort of the debits and credits, so money in, money out. That's mm -hmm. the whole point of it is to show that everything balances at the end. So, you know, you want to look to see if you're the buyer, does it show the the down payment that I made on the contract? Am I going to get credit for that? It's called the earnest money deposit. Am I mm -hmm. going to get credit for my deposit? Um, it, on the seller side, is it showing my realtors being paid? Because the last thing I want to do is close and then get a call that says, hey, now the realtors have to get paid. I, if that I'm real estate away, person yeah. is going to be crying, right. like, send me my money, <laughs> right. and then you've got to cut a check yeah, for Yeah, or you're going to be really mad that we didn't take care of it because you didn't get paid, right? <laughs> right. So, you know. So those are the two big things. You want to make sure that the real estate taxes are prorated. If you're the seller, you don't want to be paying taxes for any more time than you've, you've mm -hmm. lived there. And if you're the buyer, you don't want to be paying the seller's taxes hmm. prior to living there. So you mm -hmm. want to make sure the prorations are right. Um, if you're selling, you want to make sure that any mortgages you have on the property are shown on the settlement statement and being paid off and that the numbers look relatively right now. Mm -hmm. They're almost never the exact number that you would expect because no one, when they look online at their um, statement, realizes there's interest accruing in the background that they're not aware of. So right. as long as it's in the ballpark, you're usually in good shape. Um, and then you just want to make sure that things like, you know, if you had a contractor come in and do some work, that they're being paid off, those types of things. Good. So explain just briefly, as we were wrapping up here, um, what other 
areas, I mean, you mentioned things that you guys do, but what's one component of your business that you're proud of that you've grown into beyond just the real estate transactions? I mean, you used to talk about family estate planning. Everything is still real estate related, right? But to what, a certain extent, yeah. What other components and areas have you guys grown into? You say, oh, yeah, call us, call us for this. Estate planning is probably the biggest one. You know, um, Matt and I both do estate planning. I, that was my area of expertise when I was in law school. That's what I studied. I studied taxation and estates. And I realized that there's a lot of people, especially sort of here in Western Virginia, mm-hmm. that they don't know all the advantages of having a really good estate plan. They just sort of think like their mom and dad did or their grandparents did. All I need is a will and a power mm-hmm. of attorney. But there's so much more you can do to maximize the value value of your estate, uh, preserve your estate for your, your beneficiaries, your children, your loved ones, um, and make life a whole lot easier for both you and them You know, when the inevitable time comes. So mm-hmm. that's probably one of the more enjoyable areas of our practice because we really mm-hmm. do – people – walk out of here with a big smile on their face when they're done with yeah. their estate plan. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's really rewarding to be able to help people and their families yeah. with their estate planning. What's the most enjoyable thing for you about being a lawyer, Matt? That's a good question. I mean, you know, kind of uh, following up on the, the area of expertise, yeah. it's, it's kind of unexpected uh, with my litigation real estate background, uh, but I've been doing a lot of adoption cases lately. Really? Mm-hmm. It's uh, at first came to it, I guess, you know, my own family, my, my brother adopted two beautiful, beautiful daughters uh-huh. and they'd be realizing what an integral part of life they became in our family. Uh, I, I kind of had this as a side, side, side hustle. Yeah. I realized like this is a, a very specialized area, but it's an area that is really needed and huh. to, to bring uh, families together to unite individuals and in love. Uh, has been really rewarding for me lately. That's neat. I, I mean, I know plenty of people who have adopted, but never been through that process myself. I got to imagine that it can be challenging to Absolutely. go through the adoption process. Yep, yep. And it's, you know, one of the, the things we, we think about as a firm is, you know, we, we are very very family-centric. Yeah. And it flows naturally now looking in hindsight that, you know, that that, that would be a main, uh, one of the main focuses of our of huh. our practice, you know, helping unite families and build up well, uh, you families. you guys have families yourself, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, we ask all of our guests five iconic questions all right so we'll put you guys on the spot you're in the hot seat very simple easy questions first thing that pops into your head okay first question what is one of your favorite restaurants in town crush wine bar say violinos crush and violinos awesome those are two new ones we haven't heard those before violinos has been around for a long time and they've lasted (laughs) covid (laughs) and their food is excellent that is excellent that is true absolutely second question um, what is something you love about your neighborhood? Well, my neighborhood is out in the middle of nowhere. So it's a lack of a neighborhood. <laughs> it's a lack of a neighborhood. It's the peace and quiet. So 12 yep. kids can run around screaming their heads off and no one complains. And not bother about That's it. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Matt, how about you? I, I have uh, a great neighborhood. I'm surrounded by a lot of friends, people I went to college with, studied under. Hmm. So I have a great neighborhood that way. Nice. Nice. Third question. And you can elaborate on if you want. Why is Winchester a great place to live? Oh man, that's a whole nother podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's what just a little elaboration. So, yeah. so first of all, I think the people who have been here for generations, there's there's a real sense of community here that you don't find in a lot of other places. And I meant to ask you, yeah. how long have you been here? So I'm the seventh generation yeah. to live in the same house. Wow. So my kids are the eighth generation. So our family, our house was built in 1796. So our family's been here for centuries. Wow. But Winchester's changed a lot. There's a lot of influx from outside the area, but it still maintains that sense of community that mm-hmm. you really don't find in other places. Um, so that I would say that's one of the major um, benefits. But just the beauty. I mean, this is such a beautiful town, whether you're downtown, whether you're out in the country, in the county. 
um, it's just it's incredible. And the, I'll, I'll keep going back to this building. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. Oh yeah. As far as like this old, almost Victorian, medical yeah. medical yeah. center. You know, you wouldn't think that a building like this would be a hospital or a medical. Uh, well, this was built on top of the, the medical center, so it was okay. burned down during the ah. Civil War. So oh, this was Civil some, War. Yeah, this was right. some fancy pants banker built this house on top of Got the, it. Yeah. Okay, that makes more <laughs> sense now. Okay, good. Matt, why does Winchester a place for you to live? Well, I agree with all this that Doug said. I'd add to that just the, all the amenities, the food scene, the music scene. Um, it's great, bar none. Yep. Third, uh, fourth question. Where do you meet or even spend time with new friends in Winchester? Like where's the well, where's the hangout? I already spot? said Crush Wine Bar. Okay, <laughs> there you go. That's one. Yeah, yeah. I would say on our back porch here at the office, we have an awesome porch where we can you know have an adult beverage and yep. hang out, and people watch from the second story. And <laughs> I agree that we have a yeah kegerator in the first floor. <laughs> that is <laughs> true. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that is probably one of my favorite spots in Winchester. Invite yeah. people to the office. Yeah, there you go. All right, last question: What is one of Winchester's hidden gems? This is challenging for people that have been around you know for a long time because everything nothing's new to you right. so what do you think is hidden hmm. besides mccarthy and acres yeah <laughs> put you on the map right. <laughs> the back porch that, that's the hidden gem <laughs> right there gem. <laughs> that's a hard one anything standing out i thought they're gonna be easy questions Mark. this is the toughest one last one is always the, it's always the hardest one and it's again i preface it because it's the hardest for people who've been around mm-hmm. for so long that you think everything is existing so Maybe like what's one of the newest things that you appreciate about Winchester? You know, the, the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley yeah. is really awesome. You yeah. Know, growing up, we never had anything like that. Yep. And it's just, it's an incredible resource to have. Yeah. And there's really cool exhibits there. Mm-hmm. And every now and then it's free. Yeah. And you can pop in. And mm-hmm. you can always walk around the grounds and enjoy yourself. I mean, it's just an awesome place. Those paths. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, gar- the garden area is beautiful. Now the, the garden area. Path. That is very true. Like there, I mean, part of the free exhibit times you should go walk around those gardens mm-hmm. that little asian area oh, yeah, in the back incredible. that has koi ponds and bamboo and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome so yeah you guys made it there you go cool five questions are done well i'm so glad we got a chance to hear from those guys i mean they i i i've said in the beginning I put trust in lawyers and I put my trust in those guys and they sure. know what they're talking about. They're definitely experienced, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny because, you know, they're, they're not old. You know, you, you think, you think of like, you yeah. know, lawyers being this old crusty, you know, sure. kind of people. Like stodgy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, they've been around the yeah. block to know enough, but they're also, you know, relevant, current, and well, you can trust that they know how to get you to closing. Don't you think though, we're kind of getting to that age where like, the people are our age and younger now that are doing things like when I was at that home inspection last week and I went, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, there's Ben Moorhead like doing our home inspection yeah. and he's it, a young go-getter. It was Ben who brought up that in our episode with him yes. that he was like, you know, that's probably one of the mis- misconceptions. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, as as we do transactions and I use, you know, Doug and Matt to to do the title search and I'm so glad that they have the experience because there have been issues where I've just had to lean on them and say, all right, help me through the situation. Mm -hmm. And we've got a good enough relationship where they're like, yes, I I can help you out. And we've got that legal component to the transaction. That's helpful. I just, you know, kind of funny to me that one of the, one of the transactions we had earlier this fall where, you know, two, it was, it was a purchase of two parcels of land. And, you know, and it, they wanted to separate them, and 
was like, how, what's the verbiage of that? And we were, we were working with them Go and I was able tone. to say, Hey, um, what's the legalese? Like, cause I typed something up and he's like, no, this is better. Yep. <laughs> and sends yep. it back. But you know, it's like, great. I, we have this team member who, who knows exactly how it needs to be written yep. to make sense legally. Yeah. Um, so. And one of the houses that I'm doing that I'm renovating has a shared well. Mm-hmm. And we went and looked back and it had just a really bad language about what was going to happen with the shared well. And I said, sure. guys, help draw that up. What should it you know, say? Make mm-hmm. it work for us. And yeah. so as realtors, we always need to share that, yes, we do real estate. We don't do accounting. We don't do financial planning. We're not lawyers. Right. So leaning on those people to give us the the information and the wealth of knowledge they have is, is mm-hmm. definitely a plus. So sure. Thank you to Doug and Matt for being around today to be able to share your expertise with us. Well, let me go on to a segment that we always use, not always, but an icon brag segment. Yeah. We have a new agent at Icon Real Estate, and he is a local town person who I think we should probably have on the show sometime because of just what he does. Mm -hmm. Jason Akins from the Akins Group. Okay. um, They are are just an embedded company in town who Mm -hmm. has... um, been around for years he's a vice president and they do a lot of just wheeling and dealing in the commercial world building up different things buying and selling and Mm -hmm. he now is one of our agents to work in the commercial world nice so i'm excited to announce that and to share that jason akins is going to be able to be a representative icon real estate as well as the akins group nice so awesome look out for him he's going to be blasting his signs because if you read the winchester star you'll see how the akins group is invested in many different mm-hmm. growth expansion um, yes. construction properties around town i definitely know i've seen those signs in many a place in yes <laughs> so jason thanks for reaching out to us thanks for thinking of Icon Real Estate. And I know that you're going to do a lot of great deals in the future. And it's going to be a great partnership. So cool. Excited about announcing Jason Aikens, Mm -hmm. part of our Icon team. Well, what are some upcoming local events that our audience needs to know about, Nikki? Sure. Um, Well, so a couple of things for um, next weekend, you know, get into that holiday spirit. We have at the Fellowship Bible Church, the Follow the Star drive-through nativity yeah. scenes. So yeah. this is, I guess, sort of an annual thing that it you all is. do here. It's turned into a tradition yeah. where, you know, uh, it's like 12 years now. Okay. And they've oh, been doing okay. it, and it's been at Kernstown Battlefield, I was typically, okay. where it doesn't matter the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get out there, and it's cold, and you're walking around. Oh, okay. So COVID has changed things. Okay where it's a driving tour. So very similar oh, to how you nice. would go through a driving tour of a, you know, of a, a park or neighborhood mm-hmm. and see lights. This is a driving tour of the Christmas story. So it's okay. like a driving nativity scene. Sure. So this is going to be December 4th and 5th yep. from 5 to 9 p.m. And it's free. Yeah. So you just drive through the Fellowship Bible Church um, parking lot. And I, I'm giving details because that is a church that I go to and sure. partnership with. And yeah. so excited about even hearing more about that next week. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a chance to chat with one of the pastors there at the church who works with the whole community. So hearing okay. from him next week is going to be kind of cool. And he'll give you more highlights of what Follow Star is all about. Yeah, great. I'm looking forward to that. And the other one I thought uh, event also that same weekend, so Sunday, December 5th, um, sounds really cool holiday, gets you in the holiday spirit, but also sort of real estate related is the 45th um, holiday house tour hosted by the preservation of his historic Winchester. Wow, so, 45th is in like 45 years they've been doing uh, this? Apparently, cool. yeah. So um, so three different homes uh, 
historic homes in Winchester that have been sort of renovated, decorated for the holidays. They open their doors and allow you to tour them to get into the holiday spirit. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I definitely am going to go to that. Um, so tickets available starting November 15th. So you can go out and get them at Kimberly's at Winchester Book Gallery. Yep. Um, look on Facebook for more information. But that sounds really awesome. I, I mean, idea. I love looking at older homes. And I mean, who doesn't like just, you know, Christmas decorations? And, and by the way, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, we I didn't mean, even say. You just got to acknowledge that. That we're you know? releasing this episode on Thanksgiving yeah. Day. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Santa comes out on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I mean, is he not already out? I was just in Macy's Home Goods Day today. Parade, was, you know, yeah. it's official. Uh-huh. So, well, and then, I mean, n- not even specific events, but obviously, you know, releasing this on Thanksgiving, you know, tomorrow's Black Friday. Saturday is, you know, Small Business Saturday. So get out to our local shops. I know, I mean, I feel... You know, bad saying. I know some of my favorite shops in Winchester, you know, they have the early hours yeah. and, you know, the discounts to those early hours. So, you know, go go to the walking mall, go to the local mom and pop shops and, yep. you know, shop small and support local this weekend. And let me add on top of that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Christmas parade that um, is oh, coming up. That? So that's going to be on, I think it's going to be mo- this coming Monday, right? What? Seven o'clock. Okay. Yeah, where they, they light the tree okay. and they, uh, they have a parade around town. Nice. So that'll I mean, be if, fun. Have you ever done that? I have not. Oh, but, you're missing out. Yeah. But you know, yeah. Now I have a kid, so I have to do all the holiday things. So. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Santa's there as well, and you uh-huh. get the different local bands that mm-hmm. that march and floats and all kinds of stuff. So, okay. um, we got to wait and see. Oh, you know what? No, are they saying that it's been canceled? Why are we? Why would we cancel a really oh. cool parade? Well. I was just hmm. talking to my son because they the Boy Scouts march and, and mm-hmm. things like that, and they had it on their plans. Mm-hmm. We need to we'll post about that. We need to do yeah, some research okay. because we'll to, yeah, it, the Winchester Star is saying that it's canceled, and that's a bummer. So that's a bummer. We're gonna have to postpone hmm. that thought. Okay. You know, maybe think that see if we can come up with some more holiday activities yeah. um, for you in our next episode. Oh well. Well, we tried. Yeah. You know, you got to go to go to social media. We'll we'll update. We'll update COVID, on our Instagram just kills and Facebook. Things. You know, you think that like. Yeah. You can just live your life, but there's still a pandemic. It's still going on, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. we'll figure it out eventually. Mm-hmm. But happy 20th episode. Happy Thanksgiving again. Yep. Enjoy. And thanks, guys, so much for joining us in this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope that you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look forward for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. Yep, we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us today. If you have a moment, we would love if you would leave us a rating and review. And if you're enjoying listening, take a moment to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. Absolutely. Until next time, think iconic.